Hey everybody, it's Josh. Uh, before the episode starts, I just wanted to let you know that this particular episode was recorded back in July before we got the new mixer. So everything going forward is going to have some great audio quality. This one, however, it was recorded on the old mixer with the bad sounds and all that. So just bear with us. But otherwise, the content is really good. So enjoy and we'll see you in two weeks. Hey everybody, welcome to Black Mesa Radio. Today's topics are conspiracy theories, the nature of consciousness, uh, creativity and everything in between. Space, and space I guess, oh and everything gosh. in between. Can't forget space, Josh. Let's get going. So uh, we have Denton Field, regular guest, Skyping in from Tulsa with us. Trying to get this phone thing figured out. Phone thing? Yeah, that's what Skype is. It's a fancy phone for the 21st century. It's a, fa- it's a fancy phone for fancy your computer. Phone fancy in the internet phone. Century. Fancy internet phone. 2017 phone. That reminded me of that, yep. that 21st century Sherlock. That, I don't know. Had like the same rhythm to it. You never, you guys never <laughs> seen that cartoon, Sherlock Holmes in the 21st century? No. no oh, yes. That no, that was on the W. Yeah, yes. he was a cyborg. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot was about he a that. Cyborg or was he an android? Uh, yes. I think it was a cyborg. If he's an android, he'll get hacked. Because androids are simulacrums of humans. No, Cyborgs are... Androids yeah. have... have con- They're yeah. alive? Well, that's a good question. But no, like, so a cyborg is a person with robot parts. Right. An android is a simulacrum of a human that has consciousness? What was that word again? Maybe. Simulacrum. Simulacrum, which is just a fancy word for like... Spell it. Copy. Facsimile copying. Yeah. yeah. So. But simulacrum. facsimile would mean fake. Like, would you say like a stand-in or a? Well, hang on. I think facsimile just means copy, right? Okay. Google. Not necessarily fake. Define simulacrum. <laughs> I thought facsimile because with rifles, military rifles, a facsimile rifle is a. I mean, it's a fake rifle. Gotcha. Simulacrum: an image or representation of something or someone. Boom! I oh. used a word. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I've never, Josh. never yeah, heard that right. word before. You've never heard I, the word simulacrum before. No. I only know simulacrum because it's on a magic card. Um. <laughs> anyway, facsimile is the word you want me to look up. Yeah, yeah facsimile. What does that mean? Okay, Google, define facsimile. Facsimile, an exact copy, especially of written or printed material. So a okay, so simulacrum okay, was the right so word. Copy. Boom. Okay, so you were right, right Seth. Seth. Yeah, I think. It's weird because it's got kind of a. You're right. It does have a slightly different definition with guns, so. But facsimile. I mean, it was just that was the that was with rifles and things like that for whenever you spin them, for the uh, rifle team. That, that's a totally different conversation for a totally different day. But that's what we call them. Facsimiles. Huh. Gotcha. So today we wanted to talk about the nature of consciousness because I've been watching Westworld for the second time and it's so much better the second time. I highly recommend it the first time if you haven't seen it, but. If you have seen it, watch it again because there's a lot there. I'll have to uh, watch it for the occult symbolism that's probably in it. Yeah, probably. It's pretty good. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. It's so good. Maybe that's what I can do for Conspiracy Corner. It's just, it seems like it's a show that you got to like really get involved with. No. You can just and binge like, it and you're fine. I don't fine. want any of that right now in my life. It's I, pretty short, though. It's only 10 episodes. Yeah, it's 10 episodes, point. one hour each. So, you know, it's however yeah. you want to think about it. I didn't feel that it was... I watched it all in one go the first time i watched it <laughs> you gotta stop i like it i watched it all in one go and uh i felt that i didn't see the twist coming at the ending i'm not gonna ruin it for chase or didn't 
But now I know is this it twist. that they shoot the maker? It's J.J. Abrams and Christopher Nolan or Jonathan Nolan. There's, there's a maze at the center of it. There are lots of twists. Yeah, there's okay. multiple twists. That's is it good. that they shoot like. the maker? <clears throat> no. No, that's actually not even kind of the twist. There's there's just a lot of stuff. So but got, anyway, the whole thing is, the, the whole show is about these, we'll call them androids because I think that's the best description or just, are Extremely realistic sex robots. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, I, what? That's a part of it, I guess. So they're these extremely humanistic robots. They're they're, they're made biological biologically. I can't talk. So Battlestar Galactica. No, they're Cylons, Ish. sort of. But Cylons are like close conscious, like right away. These right. are not conscious. Like they're they're right. programmed. These, they're these on loops. Just have their programming. And yeah, they, they go follow on loops. loops. And they look like people, but they can't break their loops. Yeah. And some then, of them have like a day long loop. Some of them have two week cycles. Two week, whatever. Yeah. Right. And so, the show kind of explores what that is, and then you slowly see at least three of them become conscious. And there's a good argument that there's more, but whatever. Right. Don't um, they like erase them every yeah. time? Or yes. Something like that? At the end of every loop, they're erased and put back in their loop. Yeah. So that and there's a lot of and like they're monitored. Ears, they're monitored yeah. con- continually and stuff like that. Yeah, they have this so. cool like headquarters room where they monitor everything in the park. But that's we're not here to talk about Westworld. We're here to talk about the idea of consciousness itself. I thought you were gonna play Westworld into it. That's what I thought you were explaining the show. No, that's just kind of the way I'm using it. Right, that's just what it. had him thinking about it. Yeah, that's, that's what inspired him. Yeah, because right. like I said, I watched it last year and then I wanted something to watch while I'm waiting for Mary to catch up on something so we can watch Narcos together. So I was like, I'll just rewatch Westworld. And uh, it's so good the second time. And that got me thinking about consciousness. All right, so right. go. We don't, know, we don't know what it is. No, that is the to this day. biggest bewilderment of science. I wouldn't say it's the biggest bewilderment, but it's up there. It's top ten, uh, maybe top five. Yeah. Yeah, it would be up there. It's, yeah. it's top ten. What, what would be above it, possibly? Uh, where where, where did it all from? start? That's what was before like the, the singularity, thing. if we're going with the Big Bang Theory? I mean, theory. they're related, but it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing at all, Chase. Where we came from, why we're here, that's kind of... That's not the same thing as what is consciousness. I mean, yeah, these are all like interrelated questions, but they okay. are separate right. questions. So. Now, what happened before All different the legs on the same octopus. Is an is a interesting question. Yeah, I'll give you that. No, there's just like a bunch of things. What's, where's all the dark matter? Come on now. Oh, please. Where Don't is get me it? on dark matter. Oh, yeah, Chase doesn't believe in dark matter. That's right. Nobody believes in dark matter. Lots of people still believe in dark matter, Chase. I know. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Snarky. Okay, I don't want to get on no, the no, like no, this universe. No, let's not do that. Consciousness. Uh, didn't you have a Fender Stratocaster in the back? It's a Squire. It's yeah. a cheap knockoff. Hmm. I think I it was actually Noah's. Yeah. Neat. Sweet. Okay, I was just curious. Um, Go ahead. Seth was about to say something. No, it really wasn't. (laughs) So I guess we should start by defining consciousness. Okay. Can you you can have a Google define it again? Ooh, interesting. Okay, Google. Google, the official sponsor of the show. (laughs) Define consciousness. Consciousness, the state of being awake and aware of one's surroundings. Ooh, that's interesting because by that definition, a snail is conscious. To define that. No, see, because I think that's just a really vague definition. Yeah. Because what what is what is aware? Just because you're able to react to something around you doesn't mean you're necessarily self-aware. Yeah, amoebas can do that. You poke an well, amoeba so, with a needle, it's going to move. You have to do a micro needle. So maybe it's good. it's interesting to define it like separate from self-awareness, yeah. and that that's what separates us from other animal 
life, I would guess. Interesting. I don't know. But I mean, because you could you could make the argument that like dogs are self aware, like they know where right. they are, aware, when well, they are, well, maybe not when they are, but like they're aware of their surroundings. No, what is what is self awareness? Like, how I are we going to define that? Animals are still like beneath what I would call consciousness. Like, I, I honestly believe only humans are <clears throat> conscious in the way that I'm going to define it, where you're not just merely surviving. Like, not, nothing else really has art. Not, not to say that nature isn't beautiful, but we um, pursue beautiful things. We, Denton, can you lean back? <laughs> Just lean backwards. He, he's way too close to the camera. It's freaking me out. Do the rock away. <laughs> lean back. <laughs> Where, it's a difficult question. I guess that's also something yeah, that but, they really haven't defined so, as consciousness. There, there, there have been, been elephants, elephants that, that paint pictures, pictures and you can yeah. buy them. You can, you can watch, watch the, the elephant, elephant paint the picture. Yeah. They're kind of nice too. Okay, and you, 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 can, you, can, you can teach a chicken to play tic-tac-toe. Right, exactly. but you would, you would also argue that a chicken is more conscious than a rock, right? Most definitely. I, I, at conscious? least as far as we're aware. <laughs> well, they, so, they have way more neural pathways, at well, least by one. There's an old, I don't want to say old, I think it was in the 70s was when it was like heavily, the proponents of it were pushing it. Um, but there's this old theory that humans aren't even conscious and they used an african gray uh as an example because african grays are didn't know uh they're probably the world's smartest bird i know um what i don't know that you know that i don't know this i know that didn't know this so you this, can you can just talk to me because, I, he worked at a because I worked at a pet store that sold only birds yeah rudy. and he an african gray how does make noises hey rudy died by the way did he really i don't know if you knew that yeah i'll have mary Claire tell you about that? it later Elizabeth told have a Mary. different conversation outside of this podcast. Listeners, yeah. listeners, Rudy, Rudy is uh, kind of a really famous guy in Oklahoma City. Yeah, for sure. Because he owns this pet shop, and mm-hmm. it's pretty. I don't know, like it's it's nothing spectacular to see, but it's just like really famous. Yeah, their sign was a dinosaur for He's no been reason. Been there for like 50, 60 years. Yeah, in the same, same location. location. Yeah. Wow. So anyway. There was a study done with African greys where they taught this African grey, I want to say it was somewhere around 10,000 words, and it could hold full conversations with you. They said it was like a five-year-old, right? Yeah, so, but the thing is, yeah. it was just, the yeah. argument they make, yeah, it was mimicking. They were, it was just using the knowledge that it had gained to basically say the right thing in the right moment. And their argument was, that's all people do. I was about to say, like, isn't that just what humans do? Like, Yeah, and they, to, they were saying, therefore, extent. we're not conscious. We're just basically... Going through the we, motions. We learn what That's, what, that's what I would say, like, really young, uh, I don't want to get religious here, but like really, like, new religious people, they tend to have more of the same same thought processes, where they they just repeat these old tapes, I guess, you know, like sound bites that they've heard, and they just repeat them instead of their actual thoughts. But, like, I think there's a difference between repeating like ingested ideas and coming up with your own ideas. Absolutely. Well, I mean, this whole theory didn't take into account abstract thought in the slightest um, because abstract thought is not the same as kind of uh, like, like a, what's that called? Where you have a tree that each branch represents a different like word and it like goes through it based on the responses. There's a word for that and I don't know what it is, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Logic chart. That well, sure, we'll say that. That's not, I don't think that's what it's called, but that sounds like right. A logic chart, but for words. Sure, yeah. It's like a connectivity chart, right? Where like one yeah. word leads you to the next, leads you to the next. Yeah, it's it's almost like a like a choose your own adventure, but with words. 
Yeah, there's like tell me life is a choose. Tell me if this relates to what you've heard. I remember someone did an experiment with Wikipedia where if you clicked on the second link in any Wikipedia entry, it would eventually like devolve into one of three major like overarching things. Interesting. That's not what I was talking about, but I like that. (laughs) No, it was not Nazis. It was like (laughs) something broad, like science, or I don't even remember. Well, there is a Wikipedia game of like how many degrees to Hitler. Yeah, like yeah that's clicking a, links, <laughs> and then how many how many times can you click random links to get to Hitler? You know, and so like, huh. or finding your way from just any random like find a random article and see how long it takes through the Wikipedia links to get to Hitler, and usually you're like within three or four. Three degrees that's of Hitler. Amazing. Interesting. I like that. <laughs> but so we're, is yours game. like a word association? Is that what you were talking about, Josh? No, kind it's of? like, you know, actually, not think map? about or mind tree or something like that. Mind Tree? Is that what you called it? Mind Map or something like that, where people will like... I don't know, but I want to like make a band called Mind Tree now. I've seen that, that Mind Map. It's like a way people take notes. That this yes. this is... Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, they actually show it briefly on Westworld, where like they're showing the when Maeve is like seeing what her own thoughts were. Like It's branching. Like There was a response. Like, it was probably also right. in John Dies at the End. Oh, God. <laughs> no, it. I had to think. It's not. Cut off his mic. Uh, it might have been in This Book is Full of Spiders... Uh, seriously, do don't touch it though. So, here, so is it like I'm kidding? A, like all the words are connected together, and then like each one has like its sub connections off of. Well, that? it pops up. So the way that because well, I'll like use Westworld map. as an example because that's that's the best way I can think of right now. So they had like someone said a statement to her, and so right. her reply was going based off of like the previously fed in information, and so that's kind of the way that this kind works. Kind of like Google suggested search results. Yeah, yeah, actually, very similar. Mm. And I, I, I wish I should have or come like into this with Siri a has name. exact responses to specific things when you ask. So could consciousness be metacognition, being able to think about thinking, and even to contemplate, like, like actually being able to ask a question, why am I here? What am I doing? So if that's the level you're going to define it at, are toddlers conscious? So this thing. Didn't I'll nope. show that I'll show them too. I would say like, yes. it looks I a lot like that. Stuff like that. Like a logic. Well, toddler, like a two-year-old. Yeah, like two to four. Like, tree. Yeah, I don't. What's this called? It's like that, it's but a little bit different. Flow chart. Logic flowchart. Flowchart. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That's not exactly like, what it is, but that's the closest see, thing I can find in a quick Google. Like it's kind of like the ones that are like, is the thing broke? Yes. Does it move? And then it's like. Yes or, no. yes or no. Is it supposed to move? Yes. Then put WD-40 on it. Is it not supposed? Or is it supposed to move? No. Put duct tape on it. Oh, so it's kind of like. Uh, did anybody take zoology in here? Zoology. No. Yes. Okay. Well, it's it's kind of like no. You didn't. You're lying. I can tell you're lying. But <laughs> so it, it's a. You don't know that didn't didn't take de- um, zoology. You you didn't see his face. Oh. Anyways, so I, I was looking at like an, like they're looking at skeletons and they're trying to determine what it is. So it's like, okay, does it have molars? Go to the next one. If it's no, go to this one. So it's a, a flow chart and it ultimately gets you to yes. what, what it is. Yeah, right. also, and that's basically how this uh, – go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say uh, on the topic of zoology, oh, it no. is a uh, – it's kind of a dead science since DNA came around. They've proven that uh, those relations uh, aren't exactly – what you think they are, even if they look the same. Okay, that DNA particular branch of zoology, maybe, but zoology is definitely still a science, Chase. Okay. 
the study of animals is still just a thing. Like psychology. psychology. I'm just saying that that yeah that that piece <laughs> like DNA has completely torn apart how we think things are related. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, it has radically altered it, but it's still like is like, a thing. It's still to study and classify animals. Yeah, you definitely. Well, still the, need I'm to just do like that. that. That was like the thing the in like, tenet, in like yeah. general zoology, like you know the the very first class. Like that's what you do. You have to like memorize like all these uh, bone structures and such, and figure out like you know what animal it is. But it's uh, have, have, have you guys, guys ever watched, watched Vsauce videos? videos? No, constantly. I was, I was, I was watching, watching one today, and, and they were talking, talking about, about like maps and blah, 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 blah. You know how they, they go off and crazy things. things. And, and they were talking about how they would randomly find dark spots on the maps and, the, and then discover it's a whole new rainforest that they didn't know about previously just because of Google Maps. And they'll go in and they'll find all these species within within minutes that they've never found before. And they, they were talking about like how they still only estimate their – we've only found – a million, a million out of the five or six million, like, like a fifth of the species that are on planet Earth. We still haven't even discovered that many more. It's pretty cool. Yeah. We just got to start burning down rainforests so we can find I mean, things. Might as well. How else are you going to find them? Just frack them to pieces. <laughs> there you go. Um, but anyway, so this this logic flow chart is basically how they um, hypothesized that this uh Effort was responding. responding. Yeah, they're like, it's not conscious. It's just going through a very complex series of calculations. And they're like, and that's all that people do. It's just on a... Which is impressive. impressive. Yeah, no, it really is. They're just, their argument was people do that too, just on a bigger scale. And so then... are you saying that the I'm not saying anything. Gray's consciousness is a lot like how when we listen back on this podcast and I'm thinking to myself, ooh, I should say, I wish I said this. And then mm-hmm. I suddenly, suddenly right after that, that say this in the recording, recording and then go, oh, okay. okay. Yes. I'm going to say yes. That's not what I'm saying, but I like that idea. And so I've done that you, so you many re- times. Do you recognize yes. what I'm talking about? I think so. I've absolutely done that with I jokes. I lost you a little bit at the end there, but like, I there's been, I know like, what you're talking about. Like there's whenever been time, you're listening back to this exact recording, when you come back and listen to this, oh, yeah. and then there's something that Josh or Chase is saying, and you're in your head you're saying something, but it's been like four or five weeks and you're like, oh, I should say this in the like talking to you in the recording, and then suddenly you say it in the recording, the exact thing that you were thinking. Oh yeah, I yeah. see what you're saying. And that's it goes farther than that. That like, is bizarre, but I yeah, I've done that. I went back and listened to our full back catalog of like twenty whatever, however many episodes we had, and there were times where Chase or Seth or Seth or Nate would say something, and I would just literally be like, I'd make a joke, and then on the podcast two minutes later, I would make that same joke, and you can make the argument that I just remembered that I made that joke, and like, however you want to say that, but I feel like it's just that's the way your brain works. No, right. that's that's exactly how like, even on the internet, whenever you whenever you see something and you go, oh, oh, this is funny, and then suddenly you scroll down and you see ten people have made that same joke, yeah, and you're like, oh. Yeah. It's the natural logical joke. The natural flow that you're yeah that that, 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 that anybody would make right there. Yeah. That's the natural connection to be made. And then you feel like a genius when you make a joke that nobody else made. Right, because you're Which blazing new ground. Right, you're yeah. you're forging a new even a new neural pathway. I think by like mm, connecting yes. things that mm. seemed unconnected. So that's yeah. part of what a uh, humor is too. It's uh, being able to see the this juxtaposition of two things, and for some reason we find that funny. I yeah, think. no, it is, and I it's also you know the the con- just abstract thought is often what but, but leads to good humor. I think that's really interesting. Like, why why do we laugh? Why do we think things are funny? Like, do do other creatures laugh? Do they have? Yes, humor? there's been lots of studies on rats. Rats absolutely laugh. I don't know if they're yeah. laughing at lots jokes. Of other animals do laugh. 
Yeah. I but, would love to. I've never seen that. I would like laughter, laughter is actually one of like, like the five, five emotions, emotions that is universal, universal across every language barrier, across everything. Hyenas are fans of it. Even, Even like, like, I think oh, it's species, I, isn't that was a joke. Whoopi Goldberg. No, I was about to say, it's like, <laughs> I know all humans have humor. <laughs> what, what? I don't know. I've met some that don't. Well, well like, like, in true. general, they all work in the government. All ethnicities have them. Like, isn't it? In those five emotions, Josh, you're the psychologist here. Aren't those five emotions like conveyed over even like species lines from like us to apes and to. I don't know. That, is, that would be I don't know really about that. hard to like like that. determine. I know there's fear, sadness, uh, mirth. Fear, sadness, what mirth. Is mirth. Laughter. Yeah, what is mirth? Laughter. I think you're confusing that with the gifts of Jesus. <laughs> Not mirth, mirth with a th. Like, like merriment, laughter. Gaiety. Um, so what? What are you making that face for? They just say laughter. Who would call it that? Thank because you. that's Thank what it's you. called. It's called mirth. Or humor. Mirth. You're asking me to list these things. Psychology's not It's a like real you're science. listing one of the four like Greek humors or something. What was that? Like bile and. Oh, yeah. Blood. <laughs> bile. Urine. Bile, mucus. Not mucus. Um, mucus. Yeah, yeah, mucus, I think, is one of them. It was bile, blood. Urine. I don't remember. Who get, that's way it's off topic. Let's important. get back to <laughs> it's like black bile. And get back to yeah, get back to consciousness. Not that's not important. <laughs> yeah, liberal arts degrees. Hooray! Hooray! Consciousness. Consciousness. Uh, anyway, so like, like there are certain caprice? things that are communicated not even across species. species I think, but like, Josh is saying, or Josh is proposing the idea, I guess, that like even within us. That, that we're not really conscious? conscious? Is that, that what, is that be, what we're saying? I'm not proposing anything. I'm just telling what the... We're just pre-programmed to live out a predestined... Think of, yeah, think of it as a loop. And I'm not proposing anything. I'm just saying that's what these people said. We're that's what these, okay. this theory was. I'm not, like, I'm not saying like we're not to, conscious. I believe we are conscious. I would like to argue against us not being conscious. Go for it. That's the whole point. Yeah, I figured that would be Chase's position. And so, I, I want to make it clear. I'm not saying we're not conscious. No, I'm, not, I'm just, I'm yeah, just yeah, reporting just something. You're just laying out the argument. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. No, that, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not, I'm not like you, Josh, who uh, oh takes things that I say <laughs> as what I believe. When I say, this is what this person thinks. And they go, oh, God, Chase. <laughs> you're a red flag or conspiracy theorist. I was just going off of the words you said on that podcast. Right. But you didn't listen to the whole thing. It was like, this guy believes this. Still upset about that. Uh, <laughs> okay, let so it go. consciousness. So, are you for consciousness? Yes. So, if we are just uh, a bundle of cells that uh, are continuously randomly firing because of you know the singularity at first, that is a, a ultimate cause where there's a reaction and reaction to everything according to the laws of physics, then. We here cannot argue if we're conscious or not. It's predestined that you are just going to believe this or that. So anything that you say can't be trusted because it's just a, a random neural firing. And that, that completely eliminates logic, uh, reasoning. It doesn't have to be random. There, there can still be order within that without having consciousness, I would say. I would agree. Yeah, what if How? the nature of a human is to question these things just like... Maybe it was, it was random, random at one point, point but, but like, especially, especially like brain science, science like the, the more <laughs> pathways get used, the, the more solidified pathways get. Right. Did you just scoff at brain science? Yes. <laughs> God, you drive me crazy. Okay. Yeah, yeah well, well, 
You're arguing. I, I took it back. Hang on, we can't talk at the same time because Denton will break up really bad. What'd you say, Denton? I, 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 I was going to say something rude and then I took it back, so don't worry about it. Okay, go ahead, Chase. So you're arguing that consciousness comes out of randomness, and this is where I, I, I just can't. That there's there's no logical step that that could be true. Like, uh, well, at one point that. it was random, and out of this randomness came non-randomness. They it's, they've it's, actually think, studied think, that in systems, though. They've studied in completely random systems that it, once it gets to a large enough point, a sort of orderliness appears. It's also, ca- it's chaos. True. true. That is true. That is true. But right. like, like, I think so that it's not randomness, randomness that sprouts. Ca- ca- I'm sorry, Jason. That sprouts. Uh, consciousness but, but I, think I think it's, it's large, large systems. systems yeah so okay yeah I, I understand this is a psychological understanding that if anything is complex enough you can ultimately get to consciousness where you could have toilet paper rolls with rubber bands and pulleys and if you had it big enough and large enough and complex enough it could be a conscious being i don't think anybody's saying that exactly no that that's exactly uh, i mean okay if, if it, it was, was information uh, transmission i'm not saying that's what you guys are saying i'm saying that people actually believe this like, like you, you could, could build, build a, a computer, computer out of gears. If you can. You, wanted to. you could build a computer with in Minecraft space. with just like, sorry, exactly. right? Right. So, so you, it, it, it can, can be done over a large, large like, like if you have, have a large enough system, system to build it in, but it needs to be massive. I mean, for Alan consciousness right. to to come apart. Alan Turing's the the computer that he built. I mean, what was that? That wasn't even. The thing was ridiculous, right? Like it was, it was just gears. It wasn't even. It was before chips oh, or right. anything. It was like no, mechanical. It was, it was a, it was a calculating yeah. machine. Yeah. Yes. And they've had. I mean, they've had like really old ones, hundreds of years old, that they have like these gear calculating. They're calculators, but I mean, essentially, they call that's it computers because that's what. At the same time, that's that's leagues away from consciousness. Yeah. We could also go down a whole other rabbit hole about like what is order like what qualifies well, as order is that just our mind putting the patterns on it so as well there are, be there, there, are there are two things there are two things that everybody likes to talk about and including in mathematics uh randomness we've talked about this before and infinity those are two things that we have concepts of but have never found such things see like because you were talking about the, right. the chaos theory once you get down to it, it actually is orderly, and you get these, like if you map them out, uh, on, or graph them out, I should say, you get these wonderful, beautiful patterns, and you can go really, really deep into it, and you still find these patterns. And we don't find infinity either, uh, either going to the macro scale, we know the uni- universe is finite, or if you go to the micro scale, there's we an ultimate. Yeah, we know. Like, like there's, there's a wall. <laughs> I don't. Hold on, I mean, hold on, hold on. I didn't, I didn't finish the micro scale. Okay, go ahead. So on the micro scale, we go down, uh, and once you get down to uh, Planck's length, I think it's like ten to the minus thirty-four centimeters. Uh, if you try and split a particle, like like okay, so you have something big, and you think you could split it in half, and then split that in half, and keep splitting it. But once you get down to a certain point, you can't split it any further. And you split it, it becomes uh, everywhere at once. So yeah, what, yeah. What what the heck is that? Yeah, so so ultimately, there we live in a, a digital world, and a lot of scientists are saying that this is a, a digital simulation. That's where I was going with this conversation, and Chase brought us there. You're welcome. So we have this. Uh, we, we live in a three dimensional pixelated universe where everything comes in small packages or pixels, where we have moments of time, 
we have moments of space. Like you, you think about like on a on a screen that's like 1080p. Like when it's moving, it's actually moving, you know, into the next uh, pixel, and that's exactly what we're doing in space. It's just really tiny, obviously. So it, I mean, it's it's really weird to think about that. Like when you're moving your hands back and forth, you're ultimately going into the next packet of space, and there's nothing smaller than that individual package, and that includes time. You there are certain lengths of time that you can't get beneath. So if everything is, you know, pixelated, and that, that means there's a finite amount of it. So there's a finite space, and that's this is the most interesting one to me. There's a finite time. Ha! What? So so you know, there's there's well, I, only so much matter in the universe. There's only so much space in the universe, and there's only so much yeah, time. If the, the universe, universe is finite, then like time has to be finite. There's just not right. right? If time was infinite, then nothing would exist. We would go into the uh, absolute coldness. All the suns would have burned out. Uh, I don't know. But it's, it's going, going to happen. happen. Yeah, I was going to say that, that is something that will happen. Time is a concept. So if, if, we, if time is infinite, then we would have already gone to the ultimate end. Like if we go to infinity, the universe is in practically uh, absolute zero. And there, no more work can be done according to the laws of physics because there has to be a, a transfer of heat. But if we're in infinite time, everything has gone out into entropy. It's only entropic energy now where everything is at an even state and nothing is hotter or colder, so no work can be done. That's only if you're thinking yeah. of infinity as a, as a, a state of like, of like a lake or something. What? Like you're thinking of infinity like as like a physicality. You're not thinking of infinity as a progression because time isn't... I'm thinking of a progression. But that, You're okay. talking about the in, like, like the inevitable heat death of the universe, which right like if we were at infinity, I, I think about every day then, honestly. So we know that we're we're still in a point in time where we haven't gotten there because the stars are still here. We're still making because stars. there's a linear progression. It's not like everything happens all at the same time. I don't know depends what, who you I don't ask. Know why you're arguing? I don't I don't understand how that's going against what I'm saying. Like I don't get what, what you're saying. You're making it okay. So you're saying. Basically, it's you're, the same thing as a simulation. Like, well, if any civilization ever out there in the universe gets to where they can create a civilization inside of a simulation, then it's probably already happened, and that's what we're probably in. So it's the same kind of argument. You're like, well, if infinity exists, then everything's already happened, and so therefore nothing has happened. So I actually no, watched no, no. So, so there, there was at day. least a beginning, right? There has to be, and that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, right. why can't a sliver that we're in, the moment that we're in, be where we're at? If something like, has a beginning, it's not infinite. Like, there was a beginning of time. Time is a concept, though. Oh, Denton's so, raising his hand. No, I got a, I got a, I got a concept for you, just, just, to, just, to, just to mess with your heads a little bit more. more. Like, like, I think, I think honestly, honestly, this whole idea is bullcrap, but um, just, to, just, to just to keep the idea moving. Idea of what? So, you ever you ever watch Star Trek, and you think about, like... No. What's that? Okay, okay so, so it's, it's this show, show from the '70s, but they're, they're on spaceships and they fly around. around. So, so like, wow. there's, there's this thing on this on the Star Trek that they have. It's called a teleporter. So it's like it disintegrates you into right. very particles, and then it assembles particles over here. And it's like, is that you? No, I think they die every time. I've always thought right. That. Is is the Star Trek transporter technically just a suicide booth? It's a little murder and machine. So like, like that, that thought of like, like it just kills you and then reassembles a new you over here that's a technically, technically not you but it is but anyway so like 
Good, good word. What about word. Like, like when you wake, wake up? up? Oh, yeah. Like, are you the same that, you that went to sleep? Are you the you that went to sleep? Exactly. And yeah. if in a simulation you were given all these memories of the past, like what if it was to start right now? You know, and yeah. you were given all these memories to the past and you were just programmed to do what you were going to do, like that logic yeah. flowchart. And that's that's what Westworld is, is they have implanted memories the whole time. Yeah, exactly. There's no way to answer that question, though, because you can't prove that it didn't happen. You, you can't, can't pr- prove that it did or that it didn't. You can't prove that everything didn't start last Thursday. Well, it, it's you're, just it's like you can't, can't prove, prove that, that it did. did. Yeah, exactly. What you're yeah. saying is similar to uh, a different uh, philosophical concept of your body is renewed completely every seven years. True. So you're, what's the what's, what's the, the boat, boat that they they, they, they do that thought, thought experiment, experiment with? with? Oh, it's the uh, yeah. Oh! There's a name for it. That's also yeah. when John dies at the end. Great. God, it's like a Greek Josh. boat, right? Yeah, yeah, it's the Greek you, boat. It's, it's a, a uh, is this Socrates? I feel like I don't, Socrates. I don't know what quote it is. No, that racist douche. But it's it's essentially like okay, imagine you have a boat, but the ship of Theseus. Oh no, it's a yes, ship, ship of Theseus. The ship of Theseus. Ship of Theseus. Okay, yeah, I got you and now. that the uh, the mast breaks, and yeah. so you replace the mast. Is it the same boat? I think almost everyone would agree. Yes, it's We've the same boat. Definitely talked about this before. Keep going. Though. Yeah. So then, but you extend that out to each. Every single part of the boat at separate intervals has broken and had to be replaced. So at the end, is it still the ship of Theseus? Yeah, it's like Leonard Skinner. You know, are they still the same band? No. <laughs> or uh, not the Yeah Yeah Yeah's, but what's the what's the band that everybody's different in every time? The Newsboys. Broken social scene. True. Maybe. Uh-huh. At the beginning of John dies at the end, uh, there's this whole argument where basically this zombie comes in and this guy kills him with an axe and the axe head breaks. So he replaces the axe head. And then later on, he breaks the handle and he replaces the handle. And then the zombie that he killed comes back later and attacks him. And it's like, that's the axe that killed me. And he's like, whoa, is he right? Is he right? Yeah. So is it Queens of the Stone Age? Age. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice. I had to think think for a bit. bit. Yeah. (laughs) But if every, every member in the band, band is different, different, is it still the same band? band? See, that, that, no, See no, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now? actually has set guidelines yes. for that. So. Really? So there's rules. It is if the there's same rules band in place. It's the same business that travels with whoever is hired or is not. Is the Thunder still the Sonics? Yes. Yeah. No, because they went through a branding change. But it's like, right. are you the same person that you were three days ago? No, one thing that you Are you the same person that you were the day before 9 11 and the day after 9 11? We're going to have to say all that again. You were breaking up super hard because Chase uh, I'm saying, are you the same person that you were the day before 9-11 or the day after 9-11? I don't think I'm either of those people anymore. Exactly, because it's 15 years later or whatever. Oh, uh, gotcha. So what, what you just did uh, on, on the consciousness was you were trying to think of that band and you were thinking hard and then like you just kind of like went off and you're like, oh, I got it. Like it just kind of, I think that's really weird. Like what is what is thinking? Like, Consciousness itself, like how do you think? How do you it's, produce logic? If you, if you think, think about, about it as a computer, computer in my, my hard drive, drive, it's stored in there. In there. Right. I just had to sort but through several like files my, to get there. My, my CPU, CPU that, that goes in and finds it, it is not, not very fast. fast. My, my read write speed is not, is not very fast. fast. You got to overclock that that's bitch. Been a problem. My, my recall, recall. Yes, yes exactly. exactly. With drugs, methamphetamines will help you overclock. Hey, Josh, since you're the psychologist, is there a way to speed that up? Drugs. 
But yeah, there's lots of Dread. like lots of uh, stuff don't do drugs, kids. There's also <laughs> like uh, mental exercises you could do. Yeah, because your brain is similar to a muscle. Like you, you got to practice. Yeah, you can do. And that. then yeah, like uh, nootropics. There's lots of various nootropics that are varying degrees of GABA. Success. Yeah, GABA. Uh, what is this? It's uh, it's just supposed to help ginkgo, your, your mental um, mood and brain processing. Yeah, there's, sleep is also really good for that. Yeah, sleep is really good. That's something you probably don't get enough of, Dan. He's I shaking his head now. Yeah, see, sleep that's a, that's a part of it. Sleep is for the weak, <laughs> and people who want to get Alzheimer's later, because um, it's really, really significantly uh, so connected. On, on your uh, topic, Denton, also of the you know the transporter in Star Trek, where like you're you're disassembled and reassembled somewhere. Like, how, who is you? And I, I think it was Rupert Sheldrake who said that. Your brain is just a uh, computer that a ghost can operate. Was that Rupert Sheldrake? That sounds like something he would say, but okay. I don't know. I can't say with any confidence whether it was or was not him. Yeah, so I, 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 I actually would agree with that because if your consciousness stems from your brain, this physical substance, then you can't trust what you're thinking because it's just based upon pre-programming so literally you can't trust yourself because it's already programmed to do something but that's the argument those scientists were making too like that's just but, a, but then you're like the same oh, point well what, what is my brain gonna think of next oh well, like, well like so, so like, like i like, I like the, the analog, analog of comparing a brain, a brain which is like this organic thing that thinks to like a computer, computer because, because computers, computers are starting, are starting to, get to get to a point where they're they're closing in on being able to simulate a brain. Yeah. So, like, brains have, like, I thought, so I watched this video earlier today, so I don't know what it was, but, like, it's, like, 38 trillion processes per second. I watched that same video today. Was it a Vsauce? Yeah, it was a Vsauce video. Yeah, I watched it, too. That's a pretty powerful I think it's because he released a new video, and I went on a rabbit hole. Anyway, so, like, that's, That's a, a ton, ton of processing, processing per second, but, but like our, our brains, brains just do it naturally. naturally. It's, it's just it's because, because it's a cellular, it's a nano, nano level computer of just this mass that basically taught itself how to learn. I heard a guy say that your your brain has more pathways than all the electronic equipment in the entire world. Just and one brain. I, I believe that. I, I, I completely believe that. But, but if, if you were, were to, to build, build a computer, computer fast enough to do that, that at, at current technology, technology it would take. Uh, the, they, they, they were talking about like one of those computers, computers that would like engulf the star and just suck all the energy off of the star. A Dyson, like a Dyson sphere. sphere type computer. We definitely watch the same video. But, but that, that would be that, that would be one of the things that could simulate as many brain processes for Seth and for Chase and for Josh and for me simultaneously. That was the simulation video that you're talking about. Yeah. Josh, Josh, we just, just we, we, we talked talk about this. No, I'm just... You have settled this. <laughs> I know, but I remember I, I what the video... I agreed with you a long time ago. I remembered what the video was now called. help me fight Chase. <laughs> this isn't a fight. This is a conversation that Chase is losing. Um, so this is, this is like kind of a tangent off of this, but I think it's an interesting way to go, is that it, it was like as far as with you, um, Denton, you remembering the Queens of the Stone Age thing, is that... I find it very interesting the way your brain can know different facts, but not connect them together. And I have a very specific example of this. So uh, I was talking to a friend who's a fire investigator, and so he knows all about fire safety and stuff. That's awesome. Um, I thought about doing that. That'd be fun. 
But so he was talking about how uh, we were actually talking about the Cameron Todd Willingham case, which I don't know if you guys know about it all. But basically, draft is based off of no. It's a guy who. It's a guy who was uh, convicted of murder and put to death by in the state of Texas for killing his kids when it was probably an accidental fire. Like ninety nine percent, it's an accidental fire. Uh, It's really interesting case. Look it up if you want. But, anyways, part of the thing that happened was. His kids were inside when his house caught on fire. He tried to break his window to get in. And that just made the fire worse because, well, it let all the air in. Yeah. I had never thought of that. So it made me realize, sorry, after we were talking about it, it made me realize that, like, I, I have these two facts in my head. Like, fire feeds off of oxygen and opening a window lets oxygen in. I had those two facts in my brain, but they were never connected in any way at all. I would have done the exact same thing. Like those things were not connected in my brain. There was not that pathway between them Uh until we had talked about it. And then it just like this whole new idea of these things connected together made sense. There's a cognitive theory that states basically that's how learning happens is that you have all these finding connections. You come pre-programmed with all and you know, we can get into that if you want, but you come pre-programmed with all these different, all this information that isn't necessarily connected and that slowly What's that? Good. What? Milk, Milk good, good. Mom good. good loud, <laughs> yeah. Bad. Basically, and you you bring as you grow and you experience more things, more different disconnected things are popped into your head, and slowly as you learn, they connect each other in different ways. Like dog might be connected to like fear from being bitten. It might be connected to comfort. It might be connected to friendship. But it's all connected to one thing that has different branches. I'm not trying to make my tree argument again. <laughs> um, that's just right. how it's, it went. it's related, though. Yeah. Like, it's that same thing, whether it's connected or not. Different cognitive theory, though. And you have, two, you have two facts that are completely compartmentalized on separate sides of your tree or whatever. Yeah. And then somehow, one day, randomly, you think of them together, and there's that connection. Yeah, so. that's a good point. I like it. So a lot of people, you know, I mean, this is the, the question is all this time. Why am I here? Why do I exist? Well, well before, before, uh, before we, we open, open that, that can, can of worms, worms. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry Chase. Chase. But like, like what, what Chase, Chase or, or what, what, sorry, what, what Seth, Seth and Josh, Josh were just talking about, about like the making, making the connections, connections from, from two completely, completely separate, separate things. things. Um, um, there's, there's this video, video called, what is it, Everything's Remix? Where they talk about real creativity, like is following the same pathways that everybody else follows, but then like, the real, real creativity, creativity is, is like when, when innovation happens is whenever you take, take a, an, an idea, idea from, from one field and apply it to another field yeah, yeah. and suddenly yeah, this, this new thing emerges out of these two, two fields colliding, colliding which, which is, is exactly, exactly what learning is. is. It's you're, you're associating, associating two completely separate things together with some, some sort of a pathway. pathway. Like making middle. like making a grilled cheese out of garlic bread. Exactly. It's brilliant. That's not mine. Don't sorry. Okay. So, so back to your kids. It's also Chase. How do we know we're here? Oh. It's interesting well, to think of why, like, with that stated, it's also like why things that were creative a century or two centuries ago may not may seem less so now. May seem less. They're derivative now. Right. Because the everyone knows that connection now. That that. Right. Everyone has seen that pathway now for a hundred years. So. It's interesting. That's why Seinfeld's not funny. So uh, about the book, I think I know we've talked about this book before. Uh, Blink. No, there's a there's a TV trope. 
No, there's a TV trope. It's literally Seinfeld is not funny. It's because it like broke so much ground and everyone has imitated it so much that when people go back and watch Seinfeld now, it's a lot of it's just awkward and boring because they think Seinfeld is derivative when they were the first to do it and everything else is derivative of it. Interesting. And they just did it better. Right. With superheroes. Right. It's a TV trope. So if you ever want to go down the TV trope hole. That's a good place I to start. I enjoy tropes in general. Trope hole is, is a, a funny, funny thing to call someone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start using that as an insult. You stupid trope hole. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so Chase, go ahead. So uh, still on Denton's thing, we, uh, we've talked about this book before called Blink, about how your uh, Gladwell. unconscious calculations are going on, just like when Denton was trying to figure out um, Queens of the Stone Age. Honestly, Honestly, they, they are, are a forgettable, forgettable band. Continue. <laughs> they got they got some good songs, but yeah, I'll agree with you on that. Um, how how does thinking actually work? So we there are conscious minds, our calculated conscious minds are not as good as uh, what goes on underneath. Um, and and he, you, sorry, th- this guy used the example in the book about this uh, artist who was a, a, supposed to be a, a specialist in his area of statues, and they had this statue, and they were uh, trying to figure out if it was a real or a fake, and he immediately saw it and was like, it, it's, it's a fake. And like, how yeah. do you know? They like, had multiple of these people do that. Yeah. Who show up, and their immediate, initial, immediate reaction was, oh, no, that's a fake, but they couldn't say why. They had no idea right. why, and it was, it was thin slicing they is what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's talking about the cognitive concept of thin slicing. Really cool. So, and that, that's what I think uh, creativity has a lot of that too. Like, it's not a conscious uh, reaction a lot of times. Like, it, it's it's something that just kind of builds up naturally. It's like you have that aha moment. We don't really know where the aha moments come from. Well, and a lot of that comes from experience too, which you could attribute to conditioning. Like, if I am listening to a guitar player play a sour note, I will notice it immediately. Whereas someone else who isn't a guitar player may not notice it. They may think. They just, you know, think that's the way it was supposed to be. Um, but I'm definitely going to hear it right away. And that's not because I have like a super trained ear. It's just because I'm conditioned to that point. Like I've done this so many times. I know what it is. Right. And the use of it, like it's building up that um, that unconscious knowledge base, essentially. Like the more and more you do it, the more and more you train on it and use that thing. It's the same way in something creative, I would say. So let's talk about absolutely Google. The guy who created the algorithm for Google. Jeffrey Google. Do you guys know how he did it? Magic. I would say with Legos. Pretty close. What did you say, Denton? Legos. Legos? I was going to say with (laughs) the computer. how How did he come up with the algorithm? Like, what was his process? Just say it, dude. Dreamed it. Really? That that actually makes sense. I, yeah. I've actually, have you guys ever had this where you're like, I, I had it happen in law school where I was studying like incessantly on some subjects and then I like I literally dreamed about them and knew answers yes. from yeah. things. I, I also <laughs> this is hilarious and random too. I was living in Colorado, but I like dreamed I really needed some chapstick and I went to sleep <laughs> without any chapstick and I dreamed I was like and in my dream I remembered I have chapstick in my ski pants. Nice. And I woke up and they were there. That's crazy. Yeah, it was that's, bizarre. That's an interesting well, thing about like just cognitive literally recall. Your brain defragmenting. True. Well, like, I, I prob- think I, probably I heard something where they were like, if you think of, like, you can't learn a physical task without sleeping in between. Like, if you're trying to learn how to roller skate, you've never roller skated before, and you go out and you do it and you fall a lot, 
if you, you go, go and you sleep, sleep your, your brain, brain is actually like they, they, they hook you up to the one machine that lights it up. And they, and they like, like they, they your brain, brain is working way harder, harder when you sleep when you're, you're learning, learning a new physical, physical task. task. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, that's why. Like, if I'm learning a new song to play on a Sunday, I will obviously I'll learn it like beforehand over a couple of days because that's how I like to learn songs. But I will always go back and practice it the night before the service. That way, I go to sleep, and then in the morning, I'm always better at that song. It doesn't matter. And you could just make the argument that I'm better at it because I got sleep. But I think it's exactly what he said. I think your brain just works through things and uh, practices. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's yeah. the sleep is when it actually creates those pathways. Yeah, I uh, yeah. I wrote a whole paper. Solidifies. I sleep wrote a paper in college. I'm not even lying. What? I fell asleep um, while I was typing a paper, and then I woke up and I was still typing. About an hour later, and I had written three pages, and I read through them, and they were fine. And I was like, "This is insane." <laughs> Drugs are bad. Okay. I wasn't doing well, drugs, I promise. So, so my, my boss, boss is working, working on his doctorate, doctorate and got an like he keeps telling me these stories how he wakes up in the middle of the night and he has like these these connections that he's been looking for in his in his thesis, like in his in his writing and everything, like how he can make these connections together. And so like that really makes sense that like he's been asleep and then like wakes up and here like Oh, here's how I make these super creative connections here from place, place to place to place, to place, place, to place you, know? you know like, like he didn't like, like he didn't wake up, up on accident, accident. Like, like that's, that's his brain like figuring things out and then him consciously as, as a, an awake person, person i guess so before before the invention of electricity uh, our sleep patterns were actually quite a bit different especially in the winter time yeah because you yeah. have really long nights so most people you know when it got dark you'd get tired and you'd go to sleep well it's the nature of but, circadian rhythm yeah, so I mean, but you know, sometimes you know, depending on where you're at, you get like a 14-hour night or something. You're not going to sleep that whole time, especially when you get older. So they would wake up in the middle of the night and do things like you know, by just by candlelight. And uh, there are a lot of people. The, the Declaration, Declaration of, of Independence. Independence. Yeah, I, there you go. I, I don't know if it was written at night. It was written by candlelight, according to yeah, the folklore. Okay. According to legend. Yep. So, yeah, but, but that's what it was. They, a lot of people say they have their most creative, they think the best and have the most creativity when they, uh, you know, are up in the middle of the night for, you know, whatever, an hour or two before they go back to sleep for another, you know, five hours or whatever it is. So I think that's really interesting that uh, I've also, uh, unfortunately, I wasn't raised in a musical family, but uh, like I think in patterns, that's what I do. And I'll wake up in the middle of the night and like I'll just have a, a new song like in my head and like like I, I i can hear the rhythm of the drums the guitar the singing and i've just woken up singing a song that i've never heard before or at least i don't think i've ever heard before uh, and uh that's it's interesting. interesting i've never done that and then i'll so, go to sleep and wake up and not remember what it is i i, I listened to this audio book it's, it's called tinker dabble doodle, doodle try and the guy, the guy was, was talking about, about like, like how like everybody daydreams and i think we spend like, like 80% of our day, of our day daydreaming. daydreaming. What's up? You're good. Go ahead. Okay. Don't worry about it. How we spend like 80 or 90% of our days daydreaming. Everybody does. So like he talked a lot about like how, especially in America, everybody's like super focused. And like everybody, there's there's this common phenomenon where everybody's like where people will just be daydreaming or relaxing or trying to get the mind off of stuff and your mind just wanders. And when your mind is wandering, that's when you make these connections from one field to another. And that's, and that's where, where real creativity, creativity and real problem solving and like, like your, your mind, mind is thinking, thinking in those moments. moments. It's, it's just, just it's not thinking, thinking 
direct laser, laser which, which is an important, important skill to learn how to like, like focus and get a paper done and get, get, get this done or get that done, done or make sure, make sure bills are paid or whatever. whatever. But then, then like having an intentional time to just let your brain sit on something. If that makes sense. Like that's where the same process happens. Can we talk about how technology has been affecting that? I was actually about to say that too. The modern age. So we don't have that sit back and just think about nothing and let your brain, you know, do its natural progression without, yeah. without the conscious thinking. Um, you know, we're always on a cell phone. You can't even go to the toilet anymore without the cell phone. And when I was a kid, that was when I did all my good thinking. Was See, on the toilet, yeah. I'm always in the shower. Like, yeah, you do the shower, shower too. Because I always took, a, even, even as a kid, I took a, bo- a book to poop, you know. Oh. Like I never just yeah, like never, went into the bathroom with nothing to read. I never book pooped. You never book pooped? Man, book pooped. You've, eat, you've eaten a sandwich while you pooped. I have I done, done that. that. <laughs> what in the world? Why right. did you eat a sandwich? Because you sit on there backwards. Fast. You sit because you got a little plate there. High metabolism. It's a little just, table. <laughs> if you, you sit, sit on, on it backwards, you have a place to eat. That would Multitasking. be weird. John Crapper. That's what I he feel intended. like. My legs would be spread way too wide. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> didn't shake and said no, listeners. Um, yeah, no, he's he's absolutely right though. Like we, it's different now. Um, I I am really bad about my phone. I've been trying really hard to get better um, because I am addicted to my phone, and I know I am. Like because I will, I assume it's the same feeling that smokers get. Like if I go too long without like just checking my phone, I get like antsy, and I'll oh, have to I check have it. That. What'd you say, Denton? I have, I have that, that so bad. bad. Yeah, it's an addiction. It really yeah, is. Me too. It's a technological addiction, and I know I have it, and I'm trying to work on. I it, actually even hard. thought about my phone broke recently, and I thought about just like. <clears throat> completely going away from a smartphone. I couldn't do it though. <laughs> I literally <laughs> have a folder in my phone with all my certain apps called dopamine. All one app that you're oh. showing us? Well, I have them all in there. It's oh, so I see. It's, it's so I can't see the one. So I can't see a whole lot on my homepage because my homepage is only this. Nice. See, look at you. Look at you. God, that's awesome. Mine too. Man, that's smart. Nice. Four see, things. But like, so my job requires me to be in contact with. So many people all the time. Yep, I feel you. Like my job is literally communicating with people, and my phone is my best tool for doing that. And so, like, part of that is like me doing the communication and getting the dopamine hits from doing a good job. Yep. But at the same time, like, there is no like what's it called compartmentalization or something like that, where like you do a certain task in a certain room, so you get. Acclimated to doing it in a certain room. room. So, like, if you sleep in in one room, you're not supposed to do work in that room because otherwise you won't be able to sleep because you're in a mental process of doing work there. I forget what that's called. They tell you in whatever state you're going to be in for like a test in college, that's the state you should study in. They say, like, if you're listening to music, it will. Do you mean mental state or like. Like the state of Oklahoma. But I'm bum bum. Get out of here, dad stay. jokes. Both. Both, because you have to be in the same place. You gotta be anyways. Um so like if your teacher allows you to listen to music while you take a test, which most people don't because that's a great way to cheat. Uh just what? put the, yeah. But, I would I would have cheated. So you so you can listen to music while you study, but if you can't listen to music while you take the test, then you're actually gonna be You're hurting your yourself. Right. It's detrimental to you. Yeah. Well, it's just like, so I always practice the guitar standing up um, as much as I can because, shut up, then, because I, uh, that's how I play, like on stage, I don't get to sit, I stand. Yeah. And so I've noticed that I, if I practice it sitting down, 
and then I go to stand and play it, I my placement feels just a little bit weird. And it's mainly because of the way my wrist is. Because if right. I'm standing, my wrist is one way. If I'm sitting, yeah, it's that, another that way. That is a true thing. thing. It's yeah. just and muscle memory. And, yes. well, and the, I literally don't, don't practice. practice. You don't practice? So it's no. really interesting. Oh my gosh, dude. You're, I, play I play like, like six, six times, times a week. Okay, that's good enough. No, that makes sense. Like, like I, don't I don't have, have time. time. No, if you're playing regularly, that's that's fine. Like, no, I thought you were saying. Because I do the same old crap every time. So it's the same pathway. Every time. I don't have a chance to put a new pathway to an old pathway and make a new connection of creativity. Continue. It's, it's classically believed that your brain, you know, just sits in your skull. Like, that's what most people think about with your that's brain. That's where mine is. Well, you're part of your Mine's brain is there. Like, but, no, it is. Your brain is, is goes all the way down to your toes. The jury's still out on where exactly our brains are. Your, your conscious brain. Where, where is my mind? Well, your no, that's a, no, no. Your, your your mind is different yeah, than your brain. My points now. right there. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Oh. You got so, so many points. points. <laughs> Thank you. So, talk, talking about like uh, doing something physical while you're trying to learn something really important. If you mm-hmm. do that physical activity again, it will bring that memory back up. Yeah. Because your your brain is connected throughout your entire body. Like all of right. your neurons go through your entire body. And so, like yeah. we have the uh, the the brainstem, which is you know your your more animalistic instincts. Like uh, if you're in front of, you're at the zoo, and you're in front of a a tank of snakes, and there's a glass between it, but a snake will strike at you, and you're like right there. Almost everybody cannot keep themselves from jumping. It's just a it's a instinct that is there, even though you're tr- so your conscious mind. Is fighting your unconscious brainstem. Mm. So, uh, yeah. it makes sense. It's tied that way with learning because it's a way to harness, like the physical act to harness the subconscious learning that we were talking about before. That how, that's such a w- broader thing. And there's even a term for it, the, like the muscle memory, like yeah. you were talking about. Yeah, muscle yep. memory. Going back to technology and uh, like just our minds and our consciousness. Yeah, we did stuff. get off a little bit, but it's yeah. Okay. Well, we're nowhere near the... Oh, that was a good tangent, and I think it touched in on creativity. Yeah, it did. Um, So when we went and saw Neil Gaiman... uh, Gaiman. 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 Gaiman at uh, USAO when he did a lecture, he talked about how creativity and writing was so much easier before it was connected to an entertainment box. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, hmm, never thought about that. It's true. So um, we said we were going to talk about... What? Maybe maybe, maybe maybe it was, it was more. more uh, I'm sorry. I'm probably just that's picking cool. a fight Go. where I shouldn't. We should just continue the conversation. But I, I don't feel like that's necessarily true. I think it's there's a larger barrier to penetrate there because of the amount of money that it takes to create something for the you know mental image box. But like, or whatever well, it depends on what you're talking about. Like if you're talking about just writing. Like, it's harder to sit down and write a novel when you could just go click on YouTube for 20 minutes. Well, yeah, yeah but anytime, anytime you have, have like, a distraction, a distraction it's always, always easier to, to pick the distraction, you know. But oh, like, hands down. Like, we're right. distraction. Yeah, I think, I think all he was saying is we have more ever. distractions now. Yeah, that's, like, that's the summation of what he was saying. We, we, we have more distractions, distractions yes, yes, but we're also, we're also, we also have more content than ever before. Yeah, no, it's everywhere all the time. Say that again. I'm sorry. It broke up because I was talking. I was saying, and that content comes from somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get us off topic on this, unless Seth has something to say real quick. No, I was going to make a dumb joke. Go ahead. Oh, I want to hear it now. 
Uh, Ben said it comes from somewhere, and I was going to say it comes from everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ben's making a mind-blown kind of face. So we talked about, uh, you wanted to talk about, Seth, uh, the nature of conspiracy theories and how they are. This can kind of go back to the cognition type thing, but... (laughs) But uh, you what, did, what was it you said? I don't the remember. The psychology of The psychology of conspiracy theories. theories. So there was it just... Go ahead. I don't believe in very many actual conspiracy theories or like things that are that way. You know, 9-11 was an inside job, false flag things, Illuminati, all this. Like, I don't believe in that stuff, but I find the psychology of people that do really fascinating. There was a study that came out last week that talked about how people who believe in conspiracy theories are... Or, like, if you took a big, like, graph of people, like, you took a big uh, poll, um, statistically speaking, they are what we would consider losers. Like, they have less, uh, like, what, what the, what Stop culture would, <laughs> what culture would define as losers. Like, uh, lower paying jobs or unemployed, uh, lazy, don't want to work, um, mooching off the government, like, that kind of stuff. Um, and I'm not saying that if you so, like, so what did this, that the actual study said that those were the more people in that area believe in conspiracies. Yeah. They also related it real heavily to like conservatives, but that was, yeah, of, I, feel like I feel like that, that was a little, that was their, their political. Yeah. Jake, but I, I but they, they, they talked about well, like, I mean, both, both sides are really like it. Both sides always talk about it's a right wing conspiracy. It's a left wing conspiracy. Like you hear that a lot. I can't. It, I'm yeah, not going to put that's it on, one side. That's I mean, on everything. I'm, I'm a liberal, so it feels more prevalent from the right side now. But I mean, there have been JFK's conspiracy for 60 years or whatever. That's because they killed him. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. But it's also an John interesting thing talking. Right into it. <laughs> <laughs> looping into what we were talking about with like the brain and neural pathways and stuff like that is. Like once you start thinking in this way in conspiracy theory ways, it's easy to apply that same kind of pathway to more and more things. To so like, essentially, like once you believe in one conspiracy theory, it's easy to believe in more and more. And then also, <clears throat> it feels like people that believe in conspiracy theories are more likely to act in that way. So I'm I'm well, thinking now. Yeah, elaborate on that statement. So. Please. <clears throat> acting conspiratorial yeah, ways. You're good then. So, like, if you... Taking a wholly random example that has nothing to do with current politics whatsoever. He lied. If you believe that government is corrupt and that the people in it are just in there making money for themselves in these secret meetings and things like that, uh-huh. once you get put into that position you are going to act in that way because you say, this is how they do it, and so this is what I'm going to do. And you're going to try and cover your tracks in the way that you think that they do it. Yeah, well, it's a worldview. Once you build a right. worldview... It becomes your worldview. That's the filter in which you see things through. Oh, wait, so, right. so are you saying that people who believe in conspiracies are more likely to do those type of conspiracies, like corruption? Is that no, he's, he's saying, so if you start thinking that all politicians are taking if bribes... You, if you think everything you see, around you is a conspiracy, then you're more likely to... You'll filter things through that, or you'll, you'll receive information through that filter, is what you're saying. Yeah, you'll receive it through that filter and you'll act in ways that are like trying to I don't even know what I'm saying. Is that but it, are conspiracy theorists similar mindsets to people who are just skeptics? They just automatically, you know, are skeptical about everything and just dismiss it. 
No, I disagree. So, um, so I would say it, skeptics would be the opposite of conspiracy, conspiracy theorists. theorists in a way, but it's the same problem. Yeah, no, I agree with that because the problem with a lot of skeptics, like famous skeptics, um, is they dismiss everything offhand without. There's no um, right as opposing as opposed to accepting everything. Yeah, there's no middle ground. It's like, well, show me first. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with saying show me first. But a lot of times, there's nothing ever taken on faith. Uh, it's all taken on, I don't know, There's principles. a difference between show, show me the, the evidence, evidence and, and yeah, yeah, there's, there's no, no way. way. Yeah, well, exactly. I, I, think, I think what we're getting at is that it's hard to be in the middle ground. There's got to be some way to be... Um, res- you have to have an open yeah, it's mind, open-mindedness. but you can't be so open-minded that your brain falls out. Right. Well, no, because that's be- that's that, called being naive. I think, I think that, that America, America in this past year has proven that there, that there is, is no middle ground. ground. Or at least that the middle ground, ground there is no... I think, like, I think the middle ground is shrinking. I'll give you that. <laughs> that there is no, like, benefit to being middle grounded or to have a, a level head on, on things. Well, if everybody's yelling at you from both sides, it's hard to stay right in the center, you know? That's very true. Wait, right, right of center? Shut or up. Right Shut up. Oh, my Directly <laughs> in the center. <laughs> true neutral. The very middle. When one group is calling you, uh, I don't know. A fascist. I'm not, I'm not going to. Yeah, one group's calling you a fascist and the other group's calling you a... Uh, Nazi. Cuck. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. There's no... Jeez. There's no middle ground. Like, it's hard. it's hard to stay any kind of any kind of objective you know so which are you josh the, me the, i'm a libertarian i think everybody's wrong as <laughs> i give you an out um like so, so one, one of the, the interesting things, things about, about like conspiracy, conspiracy theorists, theorists and like, like things like that, that. Um, um just, just the, the the how people have you ever, have you ever looked, looked up, up there's a there's a, there's a hidden, hidden gorilla experiment, experiment. I love it. I've seen it, and I love Have it. Have you guys seen that? Yes. No. If it's the one I'm thinking of, yes. I'm gonna play it for them right it's, now. <laughs> it's this <laughs> clip where they like they tell don't, you like you need it. Are you are you playing it? Yeah. Don't even say anything. Just stop. I mean, you can keep talking. I mean, I already gave the way the name, so they're I'm looking for that. I, I'm pretty sure I've seen it now. So I'm it's, like, I'm it's literally it's this clip that they show you, and I remember, I remember it worked on me. So like, wait, wait, wait. If you're listening to this podcast, pause right now. And search YouTube for Hidden Gorilla and take it yourself. It'll be in the so, description. So It'll be in the description, guys. So don't read the description. Okay, here, watch. This hey, is it. Just click on it and watch the gonna, video and then come back. This, or are we going to... Yeah, well, obviously. Did, can you hear that? The basketball passes. How many passes does the team in white make? Is that what so, you're saying? Now I yeah. know what's going on. You minimize my... Count the passes. Because you already told me what's happening. Count the passes. The answer is 13. But but there was see the moonwalking bear. I did because you kind of because we ruined it for him. Yeah, because we gave it away. Yeah, because yeah, the, the name gave it away, away. and I, I told you guys that, like that's that's, that's, that's what, what it's going to do. Yeah, but uh, but I have but seen other things similar to that, and yeah, awareness I, like, test. Basketball pass. And I remember the first time I saw this, they they did it like while it was it was aircraft maintenance training. It was talking about like following the instructions and being aware of your surroundings, and it's like when you're when you're, when you're super, super hyper focused on just counting the basketball, basketball passes, passes, you don't yeah. want like you right. don't even notice the the gorilla walk, walk through the frame. frame. Like doesn't he like, like even just stand there for a minute? No, it's a yeah, it's a dancing yeah. bear. He like walks in and he like 
dancing. There, yeah, there are different ones. Was there a gorilla out. one? I didn't see that. Yeah, there, there so are like, different ones. Yeah, yeah. Cause, cause so like, your brain is really good at not seeing the information that doesn't connect to the narrative that your brain has created. Yeah, and closing gaps. There's another one that's similar but different in that uh, it's essentially someone does like a short film where they cut. It's just two people talking across a table, right? And they cut back and forth from over one shoulder to over the other. But every time, like, there are continuity errors. Like, one time someone's holding a piece of paper, then they're not. They're, like, holding a different color pen. They're doing different things. But your brain just, like, completely fills in those gaps and overlooks all of that. Yep. You don't realize it at all. Your brain your is brain really good at filling in gaps. makes a story for it, as a matter of fact, fact, even. Yeah. Yeah. Your brain is great at filling in gaps. When you move your eyes like from one part of the room to the other part of the room without moving your head, you don't see a motion blur because your brain takes it out because that would be really distracting. You don't see your nose <laughs> most of the time because that would be really distracting. You might see it now that I pointed it out. but, but like, you, you do you see, see it now, now that, 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 that you look down and you, you see it. You see your eyebrows above you. you. Like... like those, Those are, are there. I can't no, see no. my eyebrows. Can you see your eyebrows? Brows, sir. I can see. I can see like this little point that comes down in my vision right here, and then goes up. Maybe, Maybe I'll just have. You were part of the uh, breeding of the uh, sapiens and the Neanderthals. I mean, I do have an eight-inch beard. Anyway, so I didn't see that one coming. I'm an idiot. So anyway, so anyway, like your brain is really good at like ignoring certain chunks of information. And, and like, like filling, filling in, in other, other gaps, gaps of information. information. And, and so, so like all you really need is just enough enticing information that hits a dopamine center. And your brain fills in the rest. Well, it doesn't even have to hit a dopamine center. You just need you just need to be focusing on something. Oh, because so, saying yeah. it that way means that you're uh, like being conditioned, and that's not necessarily True. what it is. Back to uh, neurotropics, nicotine is a neurotropic. That's why a lot of riders smoke. I think nicotine without Isn't caffeine, caffeine as, well? as well. No. Yes. No, it's a stimulant. It's not a nootropic. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know, I don't what, know the what the difference, difference is. Nootropics Me neither. alter your brain chemistry slightly, uh, and not necessarily in a bad way. While uh, stimulants just cause like adrenaline releases. Hey, uh, that's does, the most boiled down basic answer I can give. Does this thing I made look like the uh, rebel? Alliance? Yeah, that's what I thought you were yes. making the whole time. All right. Yeah. He made. He's got. I have this uh, kinetic sand, and he sculpted the rebel symbol while we've been talking. Yeah, it was fun. So conspiracy rebel theories scum. in general, like why? What? What? How did you want to go on that? Like where do you want to go with this? I think we mostly covered it. I did want. I did come up with a better example mm-hmm. for what we were talking about. How engaging in conspiratorial thought like leads you to act in that way. Yeah. So the CIA actually back in the, I don't know, probably mid '60s under Hoover is they were they were investigating conspiracies right all around and trying to find you know different conspiracies and things to overthrow the government and they thought there were all these plots and communist plots and whatnot and then they eventually ended up in like because they were so focused on that they went about their solution in the same conspiratorial way so like cointel pro is is essentially a CIA conspiracy is what it was. What is that? Cointel Pro. It was massive. I'll Google it. But it was like massive spying on a number of U.S. citizens, like. And when people talked about it at the time, they're like, "No, you you're a crazy conspiracy theorist." Like, you and your temple. Big Brother does not exist, but it was a real thing. Cointel Pro. Let me. Hey, everybody in this room is a Big Brother. 
Nope, wait, never mind, Chase. Yeah, no, he is. I'm going to say, I have a little sister. <laughs> Big brother. I forgot Juliana existed for just a brief moment. Well, I'll let her know. So, Pro was a series of covert and often illegal projects conducted by the U.S. FBI, sorry, not CIA, aimed at surveilling, infiltrating, discrediting, and disrupting American political organizations. So, they would infiltrate, like, anti-Vietnam organizers, the civil rights movement, feminist organizations. They got into the Black Panthers, I know that. That was a part yeah. of it. So, so in trying to disrupt conspiracies, they did create a conspiracy. Exactly. Is it is it, it kind of like, like the self fulfilling prophecies? prophecies? Yeah, exactly. In a way. Kind of like because yeah. you, you contemplate, contemplate on, it on it so, so much, much and you make, make it, it like, like you, you make, make it, a it a reality. Exactly. You bring it into the world. So. So, so even, even though, though your original, original assumption, assumption was wrong, wrong you, ended you ended up being, up being right. right. Yeah. And in the end, isn't that what America's all about? Amen. Amen. Hey! USA. 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 You guys, USA. Uh, I don't know where I want to go with this. I have a couple things. Well, we'll just go with what I said earlier. Uh, with a lot of people, for, for since the beginning of time, as far as we know, people have been asking, why are we here? And I think there, there's another question that people should ask, and this has to do with their consciousness. Why did $5 footlongs turn into $6 footlongs? Why yeah, are and, they they, and they weren't still? even foot long. They're that not was even a lie. Foot. What did you say, Den? Oh, I, I was saying the same, same thing Chase did. They're, they're not, not even, even a foot, foot, and they're terrible. terrible. <laughs> yeah, I miss Quiznos. Anyways. Oh, man, me too. They've all gone out of hey, business. Chicken carbonara. Yes. Oh. What? So, Jimmy John's, John's is really good. I do. Yeah, I like me some Jimmy John's. You guys are Proud sponsor. Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's is also good. Yes. Yes. I don't have a Jersey Mike's nearby. I only have Jimmy John's. Okay, so the Tulsa's question is terrible. terrible. Don't, Don't move, move here. here. The question <laughs> It's a trap. Sorry. Go ahead, Chase. The question that people should be asking after you say, Why are we here? The question is, why do you care? That it's it's kind of Who's like the a, you? Anybody who asks that question? So are you asking it of yourself? So if somebody says, you know, wh- why am I here? What what's the uh, purpose? And it's like, why why do you care? Your response so is it, why do you care? Yeah, it's it's a derivative. It, it, it's something to stimulate the understanding of what consciousness is. I mean, if you want to go down that road, you can just keep asking, like, well, why? Well, why? Well, why? Like Jameson does. Okay. Um, you know, it's just it. Right. Well, because humans strive for meaning, and then you can be like, "Well, why do we strive for meaning?" Excellent. And like you yeah, just keep going down that hole. Okay, I love you. Bye bye. What'd okay. you say, Denton? That, that need, need to create, create a narrative. Animaniacs, yeah. anyone? No. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Right. I knew what you meant. I just couldn't so respond. I was trying to you, hear Denton. <laughs> you just went to the place. What is called the uh, uncaused caused or infinite regress? Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's an infinite. <laughs> it's an infinite regression. That's what I'm saying. But I was. Oh, you're backing me up. I thought you were arguing with me. No, I, I was just saying this is what you're saying. Gotcha. Sorry. You, you are always defensive when I say stuff. Because you argue <laughs> with me about everything all the time. I, I, I heard somebody I know. talk about something like this today because they were talking about like the inevitable nihilism that comes out of like the knowledge of the inevitable heat death of the universe. And so like like just the whole like thought that nothing matters. Like... Just, just because, because things, things will, will end eventually and that you will die eventually, eventually. like, like does it mean that you're here and now isn't important or it doesn't matter? Yeah. And that's something you talked about cross cultural things like sadness and fear. Um, it wasn't cross cultural. He was talking about cross species. But yes, go ahead. Well, yeah. So, so these emotions, but something for the human race, at least, everywhere, 
they believe in some type of uh, afterlife or something that happens after death and usually some type of spiritual being. And I think that's really interesting that you can go anywhere in the world and there is a belief system about, you know, something like that, something similar. Of course, there's obviously differences, but that still exists. Are you saying that that's, I'm not arguing against this, but I'm just asking, are you saying that that's evidence that there is something or are you just saying that that's part of human nature? Well, that, that's the question. Like, are you saying, oh, we're just pre-programmed to believe in uh, the afterlife because we don't want to die. We just are scared of death. Gotcha. Or is it, it our, our brains, brains filling, filling in, in a narrative, narrative where there isn't one? Yeah. You know, I really... This is coming from a pastor, by the way. Huh. I wanted to bring up something about nihilism, but it doesn't matter, so... So, infinite but regress. So, there, there are... Didn't got the joke. Oh, I got it. Oh. Wow. It's because I'm, I'm, I'm rather slow. <laughs> Gross. So, why do I have a <laughs> Like you were saying, that, so there are two, ultimately two different ways to think about our existence is, so there's, we have the uh, third law of thermodynamics. There's always, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. That's, that's Newton. Newton. That's, yeah, that's not thermodynamics. That's, the, that's Newton's laws. That's the third law of thermodynamics. Yeah, Newton came up with the laws of what? thermodynamics. Is that, the, is that what that's called? Yeah. I thought that was just like Newton's law. Newton's Once again, like not physics. a scientist. He came it, up with the three laws of thermodynamics. Okay, cool. L- I learned, three I learned laws something of physics. today. <laughs> the, second the second law of thermodynamics, thermodynamics is things cannot, cannot be created or destroyed. The second law of... No, that's not the third. That's the first law. Is that the first law? Yes. But the first law of... Like, like motion, motion is like, like an, object an object in motion, motion tends to say it motion, an object at rest tends to say it rest. The second that's, part law, of the, that's part of the third the law. Second the second one is, is force is equal to mass times acceleration. acceleration. You guys, the first law of thermodynamics is don't talk about thermodynamics. <laughs> and the second law of thermodynamics is don't talk about thermodynamics. <laughs> Man. You guys people talking about thermodynamics right now. I, I have so many things to say, but I've got to keep on one. <laughs> One topic, so let's let's keep going with the. Uh, sorry, I just moved away from the mic. I think that's I a great movie to talk okay. about consciousness, but continue. Ooh, yeah, later, later, not not today. So not two ways of thinking. So you're talking about like, okay, you ask why. Okay, well, uh, why do you care? Uh, you know, well, okay, why do you care that you care? So you keep going in this, and I believe since there is no infinity that we can find in the universe then we cannot believe in an infinite regress because we also believe in a ultimate beginning of the universe. So an what this is cause. cause. Exactly. It's an uncaused cause. So there has to be something that did not have to be pushed to make another equal and opposite reaction, something that always was and always will be. And is, is to come. <laughs> Yeah, we just don't have like our human. We don't have the frame of reference to understand these levels of things. I don't know if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so, like, so I, I, I mean, a lot of people disagree with what you said. I, I agree with it because a lot of people just say that we can pretty much understand anything. That's and I, I, don't, I, I don't see how that's even remotely close to true. But that, I, 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 I mean, eventually, eventually, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. eventually humanity could. Like, I know why, why we can't, can't like, like I know, I know we, we cannot, cannot even understand, understand why our headphones, headphones always have to tangle in our pocket. <laughs> oh, I read something about that. I'm not even kidding. But I don't remember enough to say it. So So with the, the laws of thermodynamics, the first law being nothing the matter can neither be created or destroyed. Okay, so 
the Big Bang violates that. Matter just sprung into existence for no reason whatsoever. We don't know what was before the Big Bang, so we don't know if it technically violates the law, right? Well, if there was something before the Big Bang, what created that? I'm not arguing that it something can't be created, created or destroyed. It can only change, change states, states, which, which is, is like, like it can, it can change, change to energy, energy but energy <laughs> can also turn to matter. I know, I know. Like so, so what? So like, what science has of done? Energy, the, the initial, initial Big, Big Bang, Bang was, was created, created a crap load, load of matter. matter. Oh, so it created well, the ma- no, the matter already existed. It was just compressed like the size of a thumbnail, In right? Energy. Yeah, it was an energy form, but it, it existed still. It was there. It just. Every, well, we, we don't. We don't. Everything know that. that there was. We don't know that because there was a really interesting Joe Rogan podcast on this like two months ago. It was so good. Then, with there being an equal and opposite reaction, if it was in the singularity, what caused it to expand and explode? You're asking. We don't know. I know. That's what I'm yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson literally, literally said the other day, day. We don't know why. And if yeah. he said it, you know it's true. God, I because he's black science Jesus. That guy drives me crazy. I love that guy so much. So, I go, I go very back and forth. Yeah, as I say, I go back and forth on him. I like him right now. So, you know uh, who I can't stand? Bill Nye. Anyway, continue. Oh yeah, yeah I'd rather Bill Nye. Neil deGrasse. No. Neil deGrasse. Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> Neil deGrasse, the high school. I can listen to a lot more than Bill Nye. Bill Nye. I love Bill Nye. Nuts. Oh, dude, he's so obnoxious. He's nuts. It's crazy. So, yeah. the second law of thermodynamics is, uh, it's it's about spontaneity. It's about a. Uh, why can't we just be spontaneous anymore? God. So all energy will turn into entropic energy. It's, it's the, the, the law of entropy. So All water, water flows, flows downhill. downhill. Essentially, yes. So And then we have the third law, which we just mentioned, was everything has an equal and opposite reaction. These are just summaries. There are extensions of these. So, but, but think about these in a more philosophical way. So if matter can either be created or destroyed... That means you can't overcome this universe. You are essentially, you can only be uh, here. Essentially, you can only be here. You can't overcome it. So you, you can't only be win. Stuck in the essentially, you can't win. What did you say, Denton? You, whenever you can only be stuck, be stuck in, the in the computer, computer simulation. simulation. Right. It's just a simulation. So you can't win. You can't beat it. The I'm second law is that all energy flows uh, towards entropy. So that means, you know, it goes from order to chaos. So that means you can't even break even. So why play the game? So if you don't if you can't win, why play? The house always uh-huh. wins. I mean So and the third law, you, you're pretty much you're pretty much getting yeah, to my point. Where the third law there's an equal and opposite reaction. That means you can't get out of the game. So you can't win, you can't break even, and you can't get out of the game. So you lose. So those are the facts. If you die in the game, you die in real life. There you go. So the uh, and, and that's where I always go. Like those are the facts of the universe, and I I understand where people come at with nihilism. Like I, I understand what they're getting at. So, but to me, these facts do not necessarily create the truth. And of course, I go towards Christianity, where Jesus is the truth, and we can overcome this fallen chaotic universe where everything goes from order to chaos. This universe is literally decaying as we speak. The um, constants of the universe are actually not constant. And there is, they're called a metrologists and their entire job is to continuously measure 
so-called constants because they're always changing. And what they say, they're like, oh, uh, when somebody finds out what they do, that is the, uh, you know, the elephant in the room is like, oh, yeah, um, so constants aren't constant. You figured out the problem with uh, our modern understanding of physics. Cool. Yeah. So, so what I'm saying about the, the <laughs> I have nowhere to go with that. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I'm not. I'm not like saying it was a bad point. I just don't have any response. Yeah. I, I want to go back to what. So, what is an infinite regression? What are you talking about there? Okay. When you so, were talking about it before. So, <laughs> I, I, I've heard somebody stoned talking about you know the uh, the universe and trying to figure it out. And you know, of course, I come from the Christian perspective. I'm going to give us ten more minutes, and I'm cutting it off. And he talked about it's like okay, well. Uh, it's, it's kind of like Mormonism, actually, what he came up with. Let's not offend our Mormon listeners. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I'm just going to say what this guy was saying. That, okay, so um, Jesus came down to, to save humans. And that, okay, well, Jesus um, had a father. And then, uh, well, who, who saved him? And he's like, oh, well, well he had a, a, a God who he serves. And the it just keeps going right. forever and ever. And so then once we're saved, we'll have our own planet where we save everyone there. Yeah. 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 So, so it's, that's infinite regress down and it goes down and down and down. Turtles all the way down is another way. I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I think it's a, it's a logical incon incontinuity. It's incongruous where you, you the take infinite your, regress. You're taking this quantum leap from, logic to just like oh well it's just well, it's interesting that you bring up logic because it it's been i've been thinking about this for a while um one of my professors argued that and i'd actually like to study this a bit more that there is no logic that can ultimately escape from either being circular or from being an infinite regress because anything in logic you have to have assumptions you have to have base starting points right for what right. you're arguing and if you keep going you know, going after those things, it's either going to become circular or an infinite regress. So logic is honestly just a tool that we have. Denton has something. Well, well, well with your, and I was going to let you finish on logic. Go ahead, no, you're good. One. Oh, well, with, then with your logic flows, like everything like has to come from somewhere, then that means that nothing is free will, everything is predestined. Right. And therefore, we are just robots in a simulation. Just like Siri has these logic charts that it follows to answer everything, to tie it back into the beginning of the conversation. Everything is just a logical flow chart within circles. Circles and circles. When we go to bed tonight, we wake up tomorrow as a new person. We can't all talk at the same time. Let didn't finish. Oh, and then when we go to bed tonight, we'll wake up. Tomorrow, tomorrow in a new simulation, simulation in a new world and a whole, whole brand, brand new, new future. future. What's Groundhog Day? Did you say the maze is not for you? The maze wasn't meant for you. Josh. Wasn't meant for you. No, it wasn't meant for me. And okay, okay Google. That's that's, that's, that's the radio. radio. <laughs> are we in a are we in a simulation? Nope. So are we in a simulation? Here's what I found. Ah, boring. <laughs> Siri is not part of the group. Okay, you can't just it's bring not Siri. Random. I was talking to Google. You can't just bring random people into this conversation so didn't like you, you what, what everybody your from job. your point I, I really liked it everyone has to ask themselves am i a conscious being am i able to make decisions outside of a pre-programmed software yeah that's the whole that's well the whole you just told them yeah. they had to so that means that they're 
Yeah, literally everyone is going to answer yes to that question. Right, right. So, so ultimately, <laughs> no, I, no. Actually, that's not true because I have asked somebody this before, and they said Unless that yeah, that's absolutely what I believe. Literally you, you within would, like a margin of error of like three percent. You wouldn't know him. He lives in Canada. <laughs> and I, I couldn't, I couldn't get over that fact where they're like, yeah, like all my thoughts are just random and I can't control them. I went like, so you just randomly came to that conclusion then? Like, yeah, that's what I believe, and I just couldn't. I couldn't. So they ultimately denied logic exists. They ultimately de- denied any type of reasoning, and they and they're like, yeah, that, that's what's right. And they're trying to tell me that that's what I should believe too. And I'm like, no, that means beliefs don't exist. It's just software. So, well, do that, we have speaking of programs. Do we have any like news or anything program for this? For this episode? Yeah. Like, yeah, like do you like have, you have, have a, a like an ending, ending segment? segment? I haven't listened. Uh, to no, not not yet. We're we're working on like. Becoming more segmented um, to some degree. I don't want to make it all segments, but I do want to have some. Uh, right now, for this episode, we probably won't have any. So, but in general, uh, didn't thanks for being on with us. Thanks, guys. Yes, I like I how like it how went in a full circle, circle there. there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Do we want, cool. Do we want yeah, to do okay. closing statements? Closing statements. Uh, sure. You go ahead, Chase. You start okay. us off. I think from our conversation that it is logical and reasonable to believe that the mind is separate from the brain. Or else you could not trust what you're thinking because you're not, if you're purely physical and all the causes since the beginning of the universe determined the firings of your neurons, then you yourself are an unconscious being. And if you're a conscious being, the intellect and the mind must be outside the brain. Thank you. I think, based on the evidence, that the mind and brain are the same thing because... I just want to disagree with Chase at this moment <laughs> and annoy him. Thank you. I'm kidding, by the way. I don't Who's next? You go? Do I go? Where you go? I don't, I know, don't know where the, the circle, circle is. is. I can I only, only see two, two people. people. Oh. I'm just okay. a screen sitting on your table. table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. to us, you're... Because I'm not real. real. I'm just a simulation here. here. Right. <gasps> oh, no. I, I personally regret all mental space devoted to Queens of the Stone Age. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes I look at the world, I look at logic, and it doesn't look like anything to me. So. <laughs> the maze isn't for you. Good night, folks. The maze wasn't meant for you. Good night. Good night. Happy waking up tomorrow as a new person. <laughs> <laughs>